The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Are you a JBuds mini kind of person? Those are the smallest earbuds on the market by a major brand. They're compact, they fit on your keychain, they are perfect for on the go, and they come in really cute colors. Or are you going to do the JBuds Air Sport, which has a secure fit, they're sweatproof, and they have the be aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. Well, I need that because I run outside. You always got to be on alert. Okay, I'm getting some of those. You can do that too. Use Nikki25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com. To find your kind of tech. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girlbomb. Girlbomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girlbomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self-care. So to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you. And treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I'm Nikki Glazer. This is my new voice. Welcome to the show. I'm back. Uh, fully recovered. And um, yeah, happy to be back. I didn't know it would be so soon, but it's here. And um, if you don't think I sound different, keep that opinion to yourself. I don't want to hear it because I spent $45,000 on this voice. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so it's back. What do you think? I think it doesn't it, sound any different. I know. I knew no, you were no, going to say that. No, no, no I it does. Uh, first of all, it sounds much worse. <laughs> well, <laughs> out of the gate, the tone is not is not good. He fixed my. He did not fix my tone. It's still going to be impatient and ornery. <laughs> but there is a brightness to the overall quality. Uh, yes. No. I do hear a little <laughs> bit of a higher pitch. I really do. I. I, I think. It probably is closer to what your voice was originally. It yeah, it's younger. Like when I first talked in the office the other day. Yeah, I sat. I was like, "This is what I sounded like in high school." Like it was just like, I have not heard this person for 
decades. Is it weird hearing your voice after three weeks? Does it no. does it sound? Well, it was just weird hearing a new voice because this to me is, I'm used to it right now because I've heard it for four days now, three mm-hmm. days now. So I'm used to it, but... Um, but especially in the speaker where you're hearing it back. No, um, no, because I feel like <laughs> it's it a little bit like yeah. I, I, there are times, like I can just, if what I describe it as is before I was driving a car that like an old, I can only picture it as like my old Mercedes in high school. It was like in 1977 and you push on the gas and it would just take so long to go like, and then you could get to the speed mm-hmm. that you want. It's like the first time I drove a nice Lexus. Lexus. Yeah. I can't say Lexus. They it's, took that from me. They throw. gave me whatever you have. <laughs> Would you like to you use your say new a voice nice to Toyota. They add a couple inches to my tongue on both sides. Wait, what? Would you like to use your new voice to introduce our guest? Yes, I would love to. Um, welcome to the show, uh, my best friend. Um, you hear her every time our show starts doing the podcast theme song. She has a Patreon that you can support. She um, has music that you can support on Spotify. Her name is Anya Marina. Welcome to the show, Anya. Hey, guys. Hey, girl. <laughs> um, Anya heard my voice maybe first. Yeah, I heard it. I have the voice memo. It's so good. It's like, Hey guys, it's Nikki. This is my new voice. <laughs> I was like, this is the Nikki I met in 2012 when we became roommates. Yeah, it was probably, it did sound that way. Like I, I can go back to does. hearing myself on Comedy Central, like on my show, Not Safe, and it had not dropped yet. Um, I, but it just, I told you this, but you sound so much like my favorite. One of my favorite albums is Liz Fair on iTunes Originals talking about her songs. So she does like, a song and then we'll talk about it and she has this clear like sweet mellifluous voice and it's like asmr for me and your voice sounded like that it's just like i expected you to be like i wrote fucking run in i wrote fucking run um i mean i can do a better anya like i can do a better anya now like it's easy i want my my goal when i first started talking in the office because they were fam- filming me for the Graham Bensinger show, this show that's been following me around through this process. He filmed me like going into the surgery, doing interviews before it, and then not during it, but he was there. They were there when I started talking again. I wanted to go like, hi, everyone. Like I wanted yeah, to come out yeah, talking yeah, like this. Yeah, like and just everyone would be yeah. like, what the fuck? Um, what, is it different? <laughs> yeah. Is it different? <laughs> but it kind of did sound like that. It was so, it's a little bit, I talked too much this weekend, and it just, I'm not ready to be talking as much as I have been. So it's a little bit like horse today, which is a disappointment because I wanted to debut it and have it be different. But it was, the thing is, it like I, like I was giving the analogy for the car, it's like, it just, you know, the first time you drive a nice car and you just put, you gently tap and it just smoothly like goes as fast as you want to, the car to go yeah. on the gas. Like it's just, so there's no effort behind it. So is there a clearness in your throat when you talk or is no. it, was there something that was that you no. ever felt? No, you don't feel anything. You're you don't feel, any, you don't yeah. feel yeah. like um, you, there's no nerves there. So there was no pain, you know, during the surgery or anything. It's just what I feel is that and I'm going to have to relearn how to speak because I was giving so I was pushing I was driving that old car so I was constantly like shoving my foot down on the gas for everything I said there's so much effort when you don't have a good voice behind talking that and anytime you you know 
it's just constant. You don't realize how much, because it's all you know, so you don't realize how much you're fucking fighting to get uh, sound out of your body. And so I'm still mm -hmm. doing that really hard. Like I'm still slamming on the gas and like, I don't need to. Like it just like comes out. Like it's just like there. It's not, I don't have to search for it. I don't have to like dig for it and be like, getting ready for this. And in terms of singing, like I'm not gonna sing, but it is insane. Like I can sing every Olivia Rodrigo song at the, at the, you know, the yeah. like what, at the way she sings it. I usually, when I play it on guitar, have to take it down like seven octaves. I'm not kidding you. Every Taylor <laughs> Swift song, every single, <laughs> yeah, I can hit Adele notes. Like I can hit every note. I, there hasn't been a note I cannot hit yet. What? And I'm not kidding you before. Uh, wait, the first weekend you can talk, you're singing Adele? <laughs> well, I was just like, you know, gently to myself, like, in, I just love I do the idea my, of you being like, so like I do humming. Pavarotti now. I've been doing Pavarotti for like 15 <laughs> hours. I carry whistle tones. <laughs> I have um, so many questions. Can anyone benefit from this surgery, you think? Or just yes. people who have had hemorrhaged cords? I mean, I think anyone, but it's, you know, it's ask, unless you need it and want to, like, unless, if you talk for a living, yes. Yes, absolutely. I'm talk or sing for a living. Like, is it like, a boat that collects barnacles and they just scrape the yes. barnacles off for like okay, a so cervix my cords, that has HPV. They look like, <laughs> when you look at them on, it's exactly that, Anya. When you look at cords on the screen, they look like a pair of jeans. Like there's two sides to it. They look like jeans. And like my original cords look like cargo pants that have a bunch of pockets stuffed with keys and like rocks all the way down. So like your actual and then, pants. <laughs> yes. And then... Well, wait, what? Do I have pants? I don't know. <laughs> I had this weird memory of like I just Nikki had to clear it up. This stuff like, in when, when did I have you know <laughs> stuff in my pants? <laughs> what? Everyone's been talking about it for a while. Well, like I, men, I mean, I'm like flattered. men have a lot of stuff in their pants. <laughs> yeah, like a guy that's like working. Uh, as like backstage at a music festival, like <laughs> yes. how much crap? Like a guy that's like a roadie. That's his pants. Right. And then okay. my cords now look like skinny jeans. They look like they're going to like the Warp Tour in 2008. <laughs> they are perfectly perfect, like straight lines on each side. And so it's just, and it looks like there was no surgery. There's no like scars. There's nothing. And they just look like, like I was just gazing at them. Like they're so straight because before they were all like calloused and they looked like the Great Barrier Reef and now they look like the Great Barrier Reef now, which has nothing on it. <laughs> but the Barrier Reef so sounds fantastic. They don't use they don't use knives, right? Just lasers. They do. Yeah, they do oh. both. So they use lasers to fix all the hemorrhaged. I like how she said knives vessels. and not scalpels. Yeah. Well, they look like little raptors that go like. There's these like little things that he would use that are millimeter. There's, I mean, on the screen it was, um, uh, you know, magnified by like a hundred, two hundred times. But they use these tiny little things, and then yeah, they 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 pull back the layer. They used to just cut off the lesions, and now they. Uh, dissect the skin lift the first layer of skin go in and take out the damage and then put the skin back on top and then that's why it has so long to um heal but so maybe there's like a cheaper version you can get if you don't have like there certainly is you, but you might have a voice like julie andrews which is no voice <laughs> if you get that done i mean that's the way they used yeah. to do it this guy invented this surgery because they used to just cut them off oh, okay gotcha and so he invented this kind of surgery because 
um, in high school, he got a job as he was like uh, he like worked with leather, sewing leather, and he like used and he used he learned how to be ambidextrous because this surgery is impossible to do unless you can use both your left and right hand oh, wow. the same way. So because he did that leather work in high school, he learned how to use both hands interdependently and and you know together and um and so he was able to develop the surgery that you know it's imperative that you are able to use but so it's like if you want to do the surgery you got to learn how to use your left hand um yeah so he learned how to do that in high school and then from that he's like i should be a surgeon because i'm so well, technical he, he, that's crazy his dad was a surgeon so he went oh, to school okay. and he gotcha. wanted to he was an ent and then he was doing all cancer um surgeries mm -hmm. uh like, you know, just taking cancer off of people's throats and larynxes and all the things. And then he, yeah, he started working with singers and I think was just like, there's there's got to be another way. And then Julie Andrews got her voice really effed up by a doctor that kind of just went in and cut all the stuff up and then she couldn't sing anymore. And he, it was one of his first, you know, success stories that he repaired her voice and she can't, you know, sing like she used to, but she is able to work and she's like 89 or something now and still Oh, working, wow. So. Your doctor repaired her botched surgery? My doctor report, every single singer that you know <laughs> yeah. and like my doctor has touched and I can't say that. I can't tell you all the names. Right. I'm not kidding you. Going to his office is like walking into a Planet Hollywood. It's every <laughs> single, every single chord he is touched, and um, Jim Crocker. And the thing is, singers don't want to admit Croker. that they've had it Croker. done. What's his name? Croker. Croce. No one who sings like this. Cro um, oh, Jim Crocker, isn't it? There's Croce. Have I told you lately? Oh, that's um, um the guy that sang you. the um. What oh. would you do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was his name? I feel like that was his name. Jo uh, Joe Crocker. Yeah, Joe, Joe Crocker. Crocker. Yeah. yeah. James Crocker? Joe I don't know. Crocker. Why are you screaming? You, yeah. you all being singers, how do you feel when someone puts on the rasp? Like, it's not a real rasp. I feel like a fake rasp is... That wasn't fake. His wasn't like fake. Tom I mean, Williams. he sounded like a trash can all, all the time, but... <laughs> But I'm talking, you know, like someone that talks like this and then they start singing and they're like, oh, well, we've talked about this on the show. Wait, like, your mom does Everyone that. does. <laughs> and they have to choose how to like what yeah. they want to sound like. So everything's kind of put on. Yeah. In a, in a way, like no one, even singing's put on. I mean, no one naturally talk, like talks like that. Like yeah. everything's a put on. So I think that. I guess the extra put on. Uh, have you come across raspy singers? No. Anya and you're like, I did like just this? watch Don't Look Back, which is so good. The Bob Dylan documentary. Have you guys seen that? Mm -mm. Oh, I really man. liked you telling us about it on the girls' chat. I liked highly recommend. Like, no, I, it, it never changes. It's it goes it by so quickly. He is the. It's like that is kind of how he talks. I always thought it was a put on, but it's kind of once you watch him speak and then he goes into his singing, you're like, it's not that different. And he's, it's just no, such it's a not. wild. He's so young and so like full of I don't know like this weird energy Tom. like he's fucking with everybody that all the journalists that come into his room and then it just reminds me so much of Nikki on tour and just people pulling you in so many different directions like hey really quick in the green room uh, can you meet my five sons they're really they're real big fans and you're gonna come to our cabin next time you're in town and just this whole rigmarole you have to go through I highly recommend you I watch just want to tell Nikki. everyone right now I will never go to a second location <laughs> with you after a show no matter who you are <laughs> I love meeting everyone I'm not kidding you. I, I love my fans. You guys are normal people. I would be friends with you. 
if it was a different like we would be friends who hang out i have i enjoy our conversations when we do the meet and greets i'm never gonna go stay at your house and some of you are like, well, who would ask you to stay at their house? <laughs> who would ask you to go to dinner before the show with strangers you don't know? It's always the venue owner or like the venue manager who's it like, It happens. Listen. So, and, and you know what? It's so sweet because there are comedians that do do that because they're alcoholics and they need people to drink <laughs> with. Okay? Oh. So you're probably like, well, Bert came over and drank with us before the show <laughs> and after the show. <laughs> he was here for a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he slept on our couch <laughs> for a year. Um, I'm never going to do that and it's not because I think I'm better than you or because I don't like you or I don't think or I wouldn't do that normally if I lived in Boston and we could be friends I I just can't when I'm on the road and it's just not going to happen so um, you know you know the one time I'll do it is if my friends are going to get laid maybe from it Mm. then I'll go and I'll go I will go to support you to go hang out with these girls. <laughs> will you open for me at the bar after yeah. the show for like five minutes? Like so. when I was on the road and it used to be like you were single and yeah. a meal and stuff. And I was, I would get sad when you guys wouldn't invite me because I'm like, I want to, do you know this will help? Like, I feel like these girls know that we're yeah, not they banging. Hang like, out it's with gonna, Nikki. It yeah, will, we were afraid so, Nikki would sleep with them all of them. <laughs> but <laughs> and I would then, do, then I'd have to blow a meal. <laughs> as long as I have my friends with me, I will go. And as long as there's another purpose there yeah. besides me being like having to entertain, absolutely I'll go. Um, but I'm not going to go um, to your favorite vegan cafe before the show. <laughs> I don't have time. I usually, here's how it goes. I usually fly in at about like three around then is like after a day of travel, we get in at like three I have to start getting ready at 5.30. So by the time I get to my hotel, it's usually four. And then I don't have time to go to your favorite smoothie place and get a vegan thing. Like, and But it is sweet when you recommend stuff because we do order food every night from places. So if you do have recommendations for good, good vegan places near a venue, please send those. But some people are like, yes. you got to come to my cafe. My, <laughs> and sometimes it's like my barbecue joint. And I'm like, do you know me? Or and did it, you watch one roast? And then clip? you go, is it by the is it by the venue? No, it's six hours south uh, of here. <laughs> yeah. It's cool though. Like it's a cool vibe. I'm sure you'll dig it. Like, yes. And I have like two friends that kind of know who you are, so they'd love to meet you. My, no, they don't like you at all. <laughs> yeah, actually. they actually don't like you. They yeah, hate they don't you. Care for you. But I think that if you met them in person, we could just fuck with them a little bit. <laughs> and by the but way, yeah, can send- we also this is another popular request that I don't know why people do it. I would never have guessed it was a normal thing. No more asking to make videos for your friend who didn't want to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I where I shit talk him and go, you motherfucker, you didn't come to the fucking show, you piece of shit. You poor piece of shit who had to work because you have a fucking daughter to support. Like, you always want me to roast your friend who couldn't afford to come or who doesn't like me. Yeah. And it's just, I, I was reading this New Yorker article about um, Shane Gillis. And there was this one part where someone in it comes up to him and asks them to make a video for someone who didn't come to the show. And I was so envious of Shane because he just goes, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be mean to your friend. And I always take the bait and (laughs) I always make the fucking video. And I know for a fact that person's like, why is she so mad at me? Because it's funny in theory that you are like, coming from you to your friend, this would be funny. But from your friend 
to your friend from a person that they probably do like and just couldn't make the time or it wasn't important enough to spend the money. It's just like aggressive and I'll never get that person to like me again. Because <laughs> it doesn't really, it comes off like the tone is not right. There's no real left turn joke. It's It'll just one, be like, you're a fucking loser. It's one <laughs> per meet and greet. People ask me yeah. to do this. And I, you would I think because you're a rose comedian, I think that's like where people yeah. are coming from. They're like, you know, be, yeah. people are going to think I'm such an asshole for saying all these things. Please still ask me to do funny videos for like people. And I'll just tell you, no, I'm not going to be like, you dumb piece of shit. I'm not going to roast you in that moment. I'm just going to say no. But I'm going to start saying no a little bit more. No, it's Gotta good. save these pipes. And, and with that, let's go to break and we'll be back with more. Andrew! Coming around all day and night. Coming soon. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Seriously, like think about your wardrobe and how hell it is. I know I think about mine and I'm just like, ugh, I don't even want to wear anything in it. I need some new things to spice it up. That is exactly what I did when I went to Quince. I heard about Quince initially from my assistant who has impeccable style. She had an amazing sweater and I said, where did you get that? And she was like, it's cashmere. I was like, ooh la la. They do 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. I own two myself. And then they also have washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I actually have an ear cuff that I got. They have such cute jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They cut out the middleman. They work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. All you have to do is go to their website and look for yourself. It's quality stuff. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. If you're in the market for some new headphones because you keep losing yours, the ones you shell out hundreds of dollars for, stop doing that and just go with the JLab JBuds line. All of their products are compatible with the JLab app, so you can customize your sound to your personal preferences. They've got so many options. They've got the JBuds Mini. It's the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. They're compact. They can fit on your keychain. They're actually so small that you can sleep with them in. They come in five cute colors, mint, aqua, black, sage, and pink. I'm obsessed with them. Or there's the JBuds ANC3, which is their smallest active noise-canceling true wireless earbud. And then, if you're a sporty person, there's the JBuds Air Sport, true wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, they're sweat-proof, and they have a be-aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. What I want you to know is that JLab is now my preferred brand of earbud, and now they can be your preferred brand. All you have to do is use code Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. That's a lot, you guys. Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech.
As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self-care journey with precision and power. The kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good, and there's nothing more empowering than that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do with it? I think I would spend that time doing some like inner work. I would probably devote it to therapy because therapy is like one of the most important things in my life. What you might not know is that therapy can help you find out what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It helps you focus on like what's really making you happy, what's really driving you. Talking with someone who has no agenda except to be there for you professionally to listen to you. I just can't tell you how valuable it is. I've benefited so much from therapy. I could talk about it all day long, but I only have a couple more seconds. So let me tell you, the best way to get started is BetterHelp. You know this. There's no more excuses not to go to therapy anymore. It's affordable. You can do it all online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to BetterHelp, you can fill out a brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't like that therapist, you can just ghost them. No one's going to care. It's amazing how this works. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glaser today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Nikki glazer welcome back to the show we're talking about bizarre fan requests do you guys have any more hmm trying to think like it's usually let's get fucked up after the show they come up to you and i think it's sad to because i feel like they have a whole idea of like i'm gonna go up to them i'm gonna say i have weed and maybe cocaine and we get some beers and like they they probably thought about this maybe three days beforehand to be like, and then he'll come out. We're gonna have the best time ever. That's the kind of person he is. He loves to get fucking after it after a show. And then I just see like a sadness sometimes in their face when they're like, "Oh, you don't want to, yeah, fucking ruin your life tonight." Well, like, they don't know you that well then, too, because you don't. I mean, I guess you do drink now, but you don't get like fucked up. No, but there are stories where they're like, "Yeah, dude, remember when you fucking." party with little john let's do that tonight but instead of like going to a strip club and stuff we'll just be at my house and we'll look at each other in the eyes and do blow and i'm like i'm good i think i've gone to <laughs> i've gone out with fans before i mean i've been doing this 20 years and so i have definitely ended up at people's apartments and been attacked by their dogs <laughs> Wait, and had, attacked by a dog. yeah this one girl's dog this um waitress at a comedy club in tampa her dog attacked me in the face what? and bit what? my face it was terrible yeah what what did and you she do she was like annoyed by me yeah, uh, well, yeah. yeah I mean, it wasn't. Him. I wasn't like bleeding or anything, but it it was because I narrowly dodged getting bit, and she like pulled him back. But it was like it could have been a vicious attack, and I was like, oh god. And then, and this was before Uber, you know, like this is two thousand. Yeah, then you're just stuck. Five, six, seven, eight. So I would just be stuck at these places and drunk, and uh, yeah, I I used to hang out after shows, and um, and then it got to be the point where I was a feature act. 
And I just felt like if I went out with these people, they would just tell me how good the headliner was. And I didn't want to be around that. So I didn't, there was a time where a window where I would have gone out with people, but I just didn't want to hear how much I sucked. (laughs) And so I would avoid that. I realize so much of my life is avoiding any kind of criticism. The other day, Anya sent me a clip because I was asking for, I need to post more clips on Instagram and everything. And I hate watching myself. And so I was like, asked on the girls chat that I have with um, all the girls from girls trip. Um, you know, uh, all the girls from the movie girls trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. Uh, who else is in that movie? Yeah, um, Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, oh, was she in that? Was she like a bitchy so. white assistant or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, she had a line that became a meme. You go girl oh, really? or something like that. Oh, like remember. a just cheesy white woman saying yeah. you go girl. Um, but Anya and I was like, if you guys ever come across a clip of mine on YouTube that you think would be good on Instagram, will you just like tell me the timestamp of it so I know? And so Anya was like, this one's seven minutes and I go to look at it. And you know how like on usually on YouTube, if I'm watching something of mine, I put up my hand so I can't see any comments. I hide it. I cover the screen. Um, but on this one, I did it because it was a compilation. (laughs) Yeah. I just like looking at my finger that doesn't have a ring on it yet. Just being like, someday. It does have a ring. (laughs) Yeah, it does. We've had a million videos of uh, the same video sent to us now. I know of people taking off a ring. Have you tried that with the string? Yeah. Oh yeah. I've tried the string one. But the problem is this ring, I have had a ring on my fingers for over six months. Everyone, (laughs) October 6th will be seven months or no, October 8th will be uh, seven months. Um, Since F-Boy Island season finale, that's the first time you will see it on my finger um, at the elimination ceremony. Um, It won't come off and I cannot do the string because it is, has uh, sharp edges on the side. It's like a, a, and so the string catches on the edges. So that is it. I really don't mind it. It's a part of me now. Now, I don't even want to get it off. I don't even don't even send me solutions. I don't care. Um, but I do have rings on my ring finger. I have several because it's my most delicate finger. It is. It fits the most rings. It's my favorite finger. It's the prettiest finger I have, and it's the only finger that fits a size. I don't know six or five or whatever. These most of the rings I have are these size, and I think it's so rude to take that away you that finger. Can't yeah, use that finger. It's fucked up. And that men won't flirt with me if I've got, or you know what? They don't give a fuck. Men don't give a fuck if you're in a relationship. I thought saying that I was in a relationship would like <laughs> take away a certain amount of attention I get from male suitors. It doesn't. <laughs> if anything, they come on stronger. It's like because they you they be know you're unavailable. Pregnant. You could be eight months pregnant and the guy's like, What's up? What are you doing? Uh, I don't know. Having a baby in a week. <laughs> like, it's wild. <laughs> I still stand by the fact that I can't really like post about my boyfriend because I'll lose followers because that's how weird men are. But knowing that they, I have a boyfriend, they still don't give a fuck. And um, and it, you know, it's that is something that I actually, Chris would probably not like me to hear to say this, but. I don't want to stop being desired by men just because I'm unavailable. Mm-hmm. You cannot fuck me, but I hope you still try. <laughs> it makes me feel pretty. It's I don't also really a compliment care. To Chris. Yeah, I mean that's how way I feel when pe- people want to fuck Chris. Just people, groups of people. Um, I feel <laughs> complimented. Genders. But what was I saying about um, uh, you were holding uh, your uh, hand up over so the YouTube over comments. The comments? So yeah, and then so I didn't do that on this one because it was a compilation and so I thought it's like they'll talk about someone else or I just wasn't on alert 
And of course, the first fucking comment is, I can't, uh, it, I would have led the best life if I never saw the second comic. And I'm like, who's this? Who's that person? I'm like, oh, poor Roy Wood. And I'm like, nope, he's the first. <laughs> Nikki is the second. And it's just like, Kah. but uh. here's the problem because I told to Chris about it and he goes that is such a lame thing to say it's such a classic internet thing it's almost like saying I don't like female comics of being like I could have gone my whole life without seeing that because I was talking about my dog going down on me it's a hilarious bit for my special <laughs> the half hour or not the half hour the stand ups it's so good it's, it's one of so it's funny. one of my favorites and it's all it's hilarious it's so funny and I stand by it and you can hear my old voice on that um, but <laughs> Chris was like, it's just, um, it's, it's, it's just the lamest internet comment. That's like saying like, I can has cheeseburgers. Like, it's just like such a classic <laughs> thing people write and it means nothing. And I go, the thing is, it does mean something because what it does, and this happens to me too, and I've talked about it before. When I watch a YouTube video and I see the first pinned thing, the most popular criticism of this, it affects how I view it. So I'm going to go straight to that second person and know this person mm. I'm probably supposed to not like. And whether or not that makes me want to like them more or whether it makes me, it sets the tone for how people should feel about you. This is exactly why I am not partaking in um, this thing I got asked to do because it involves like a lot of comics with a lot of fans that have already probably don't like me. And although so badly I want to be like accepted by those fans and want those fans to like me. I turned it down because I'm like, this is an opportunity for those those people that they're fans of to make fun of me and for them to set the tone of this is how we talk about Nikki Glazer. This is how we this is how you're supposed to feel about her. And although we're all buddies, this is how we really feel. And it's just though be aware though, like when don't you guys feel that you're affected by like comments on things? I look at comments on things to see how people are feeling. And it and whether and even though I'm a strong person and I know that I shouldn't be persuaded by stuff like that, it does it does make you look at things differently. Yeah, it ruins my life. <laughs> like I, I <laughs> it depends on the comment. No, but I mean like looking at when you watch an innocuous video and you read the comment. Uh, don't, doesn't that affect how you kind of view that video? For sure, for sure. It, and yes. I'll even watch something that I like and then read a comment and go, maybe I'm a fucking idiot. Like it will, yes, it, and it yes. it does mess and you're with me. Smart. And yeah. savvy. So if yeah. it's happening to you, it is. I saw a movie last night and it made me realize how fucking dumb people are because I went alone to a movie. I'm not going to say what movie I saw, but the people's enjoyment of this movie made me go, we're done. There's no bar. People are oh. stupid. It's, it's, they were over. like laughing at like the most stupid shit ever. They were just enjoying things in a way that, and thinking this movie is great in a way that I go, how when I'm not I don't want to talk about it but like I'm just dumb I'm just I'm so disappointed I'm disappointed in my fellow man and I it makes me either want to make movies and make TV to because I always look at things like Veep or The Wire or Breaking Bad and I go what's the point of me making TV I can never I can say with 100% assurity, I don't even know if that's a word, I will never make something as good as Veep comedically, ever. And I, or 30 Rock. It's just out of my league. And yes, that took it took a village to make those shows. But, um, but man, people just put out crap. And then everyone just, it. I just, how could you make something? 
I don't know. I guess I, I, that is, holds me back from making art because I'm like, it can't be as good as that, so I won't make anything. Whereas some people just go, I just wanted to... I yeah, don't know. I feel like sometimes if I made something, it wouldn't be that bad, but it also wouldn't be that good. <laughs> Like that bat, like yeah. So I'd be in the middle, which ugh, I fucking I hate the middle. I'm so a middle. I'm see. in the middle with everything. I'm like five <laughs> nine and a half. I'm just a little bit overweight. I'm in the my hands are just above small. Like my cock just above small. My breath okay. is okay. My teeth that's actually below average. My middle. hairline middle. So middle. I'm such a fucking I'm middle. Such a middle too, and I want to be a fucking. Uh, 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 I don't know. I want to be either six nine or four, or three four. I hate being a medium. I really do. I'm You're a not. Medium. No, I am such a medium as well. And people go, "No, Nikki, you've done all this stuff." It's because I just showed up more than you no. guys did. That's what I did. That's I'm not a medium true. as well. Anya, you weren't I, saying no when I was saying. I, I know. Like, yes, I'm to listen yes. to you. I spoke it up. I just Mike wasn't working before. She was yeah. on mute. No, I wasn't. I just, I mean, yes, it was. Um, I was enjoying it, Andrew. I, I like it. No, I know. It. I know. I'm, I'm busting chops. I, I relate. That, yeah, I think something can be so bad, it becomes extremely popular. And I don't know what that is. I don't know. There's a certain kind of bad that does very people good. people like watching like Hallmark movies. You know, like people yeah. like crap. And I understand that because I just go, oh, those people are just stupid well like svu people they can't I don't they're know not smart I, I enough to enjoy something like veep but there are people that are smart that are smart enough to get veep that also enjoy like i watched i don't like to say because i work in the industry i don't like to say the things that i don't like but yeah. man it's just i'm watching re-watching will and grace right now i that show is so fucking funny and so well done i'm re-watching um i watched the pilot of fraser last night I cried at that. Not cried, but I. For me, when I say cried, I teared up at the end. Um, there's a so much of the yeah, pilot? of the pilot. It is. I recommend it. It's on Hulu. You guys. Does his wife die or something? Well, this weekend I was at. Um, Did I give it away? My friend Greg Warren's comedy special <laughs> in Lexington, Kentucky, and he had one of his friends there, Mark Gross, who is a showrunner for um, sitcoms, and or oh, sorry, head writer for a lot of sitcoms that you would know and love. And he was talking to me about developing something. He's like, do you have any ideas? You know, what's... And I'm like, I don't know. And he goes... I go, I was thinking about multicam because multicam is... I never wanted... By the way, single cam is like... Um, I don't know why I'm giving this example. Dahmer or Veep. You know, that's single cam. And then multicam is like Friends, Frasier, filmed in front of a live studio audience. A Big Bang Theory. That's multicam. And I never wanted to do multicam because they're just so cheesy and they're not real. You know, they don't feel as real as um, single cam... But then I realized that multicams are so much easier to shoot because it's a live studio audience. You can't keep them for seven hours. So you get in. It's like doing a play. You have, And it's good for stand-ups because it's interaction with the audience. So it's fun. And I'm like, oh, I would like actually love to do a multicam. So I'm starting to think about ideas for that. But I talked to him and I said, yeah, I actually have some ideas. And I think of that as a life that I would want to do is being on a, a multicam. And so I've, and I've been watching Will and Grace again, just naturally, like kind of drawn to him. Friends, Seinfeld, everything. And he goes, watch. I was like, I got to write a pilot, though. And he goes, watch the Frasier pilot. It's the perfect pilot. It's the per And I so I watched it last night. And God damn it, is it yeah. ever. It made me. It's you. I bet you anything you'll tear up. You should watch it by t and tell us tomorrow. I think you also you could probably read the script too. That would probably yeah. help you. I, I feel like you're probably I do, pretty with good with the at captions. It. 
Oh, that's a good point. Once I write one, I will pull up an example and like, you know, try to match it as in terms of scene length and stuff like that. But I think I have an idea for one and I think I really want to do one because um, do it. It would be streamers so want them now and you don't have to be squeaky clean anymore. So you can be like do a dirty show. I remember Louie did. What was his show? Before? Lucky Louie. Lucky Louie was mm-hmm. was oh, a yeah. multi cam that, that was, was dirty and which I really enjoyed. Jim Norton was so funny in that. That one dude that always so worked the cellar who had um a, a, Rick Shapiro was yeah. he on it? Yeah, dude, that dude was. I just remember what he was unbelievable. He has some monologues in it that, but that's what I kind of can see from a show. Maybe that you would yes. maybe want to do something. I'm gonna watch that still one like too. dark humor, but like also multicam, and you're like, oh. But this- even Friends and Seinfeld, like I could do. Clean yeah, you could because it's so fun and like just. And I never really thought about the studio audience and feeding off that. And that is why I've been like, I don't want to do TV because TV is so boring. You just wait around all day in a trailer and then you shoot the scene. And by the time you actually get the scene, it's like the last take. And you're like, oh, God, are they going to even use that one? It's just so... Then you need like a vision of like, where's the scene going to take place? How, oh, we got to fucking lock down that whole boulevard or whatever. And then... Yeah. But if it's just like, oh... And they f- don't give you feedback. Like when you do a scene, they don't go, that was amazing because they just think you're an actor who already knows you're amazing because most actors already (laughs) do think they're amazing. But I'm someone who constantly needs validation. So having a studio audience would be incredible. I didn't even think about that. Maybe you could just have silent clappers on on set where it's like, with golf, do you feel that way? Do you ever hit a shot and you're like, is anyone going to see that? I'm so, um, um, uh, yes, I'm the worst. When I would surf. With my stepper, oh, yeah. I, I'd catch a wave, and then I'd ask everyone, people that didn't even know me, I'd go, did you see that? Did you see me? They're like, you're such a fucking loser. I, I remember I, I had a hit in like in like middle school. I laid this guy out so good, and no one said anything, but one father, yeah, one father was driving us home in football. Oh, yeah, I remember And he goes, hey, man, that was the, one of the best hits I've ever seen. I go, yeah, so what was the hit like? What did it look like to you? And like I asked him like 45 questions, and by the end of it, he's like, I can't, I fucking hate this kid. It's funny because just, you were aware at the time that that was obnoxious, yet you couldn't help yourself because you wouldn't remember uh, it unless you knew it was obnoxious. It just or is comes it down to my look- dad not giving me enough credit, yeah. and then if I got credit from an older man, any old man, yes. <laughs> I'd be like, but yeah, yeah, I'm horrible at that needing validation. Yes. I've gotten better. Well, you know, I just do it because I like the progression of it rather than like yes. the the like, hey, great job. Way to go. Anya, do you seek that as a musician? I mean, you have to wait for a whole song until the la- the claps and you get claps no matter what. Oh, yeah. Well, you get claps, claps if you're performing, but not at home struggling with a song. Like I've been working yeah. on a song this weekend and I'm just like why do I do this? It is agony. It is just well, send it to agonizing. me and I'll go, this is amazing. You know, like <laughs> I will when it's done, but the process is like, oh, it's so grueling. It's like oh, for the first God. two days, it's just like baby, baby, baby steps. Like I took a shitty idea. Oh, I, thought that, was I thought that was the song. Too. Yeah. I was like, Amy Grant's kind of touched baby, that baby. already. <laughs> I was like, no, it's coming along. It's going to be good. But the shitty thing I was asking you about that seems hard. What do you do? Do you hum first? Do you start with a chorus? I I had an idea three months ago that I loved that I played with. And I was like, that's just so Baroque and weirdly classical. How can I make that into a song? And I just put it away. And then what does that mean? What do you mean? What was the idea that made you go? That's Baroque. Like, I couldn't think of anything that I would describe as Baroque. It just sounds very like. 
It sounds old timey. It sounds like not like hey, like a lot of my songs have this like baby, hey, baby, it's a cabaret. Baby, baby. <laughs> okay. It's just like it like sounds like that. It's like a melody like that. Yeah. And um but it resolves in lakes. Is that how so she has stuff like that. That makes me feel better. Yes. But um, then I had an idea, and it's like kind of a rap, like a hip hoppy, not a rap, but like in the sense that Fiona Apple sort of does rhythms like that. So I'm kind of doing a song like that, like my song Shut Up, which is sort of like talky singing. And then mm-hmm. I had the idea to put in like the Baroque thing fit right in. I was like, oh, that's great. That's great for the chorus. So kind of like leather tying those things t- together, like your surgeon. You could be with a surgeon. Leather and yeah. your vocal cords. Um, and now it's like, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but it took three days and I'm not done yet. I don't know that I could be a songwriter because of that. It's just, I've been trying to write songs too. And it's just, I get bored after two minutes and I feel accomplished at like writing one thing (laughs) or coming up with one. And then I, it takes too long and comedy for me doesn't take long. And I just don't know if I can do it. Yeah, I mean, but, when you're but, writing jokes, you're not laboring over it, right? You're like, no, doing it in I the just moment. am putting it. I just say something in conversation that kind of makes you laugh harder than usual, and then I surreptitiously take out my phone and jot it down, and then a month later, I'm about to go on stage, and I'm like, oh, I want to do something new, and then I'll look at my note, and it'll say chopstick fiesta and i'll go oh (laughs) and then i'll just walk on stage as i'm reading it i'm walking on stage and then i'll say something on stage and then it'll either work or won't and then over the course of seven sets it will become something or it won't but i will not look at it or think about it outside of those seven sets even once do you you guys think yeah oh Yeah. yeah But I, they stay in my phone, and then maybe a year later, I'll bring back Chopstick Fiesta and try it a different way to say <laughs> Yeah. It. But it's not, like, intentional. It's never, like, I literally just, like, scroll in my, bring up my notes and just go, whoosh, and see where it lands and stop and go, okay. So I'll do something from, like, months and, or years ago sometimes that um, it's just such a slow way of working. It's so um, lazy. It's so lazy. You, and songwriting is not like lazy. you do you feel like you are doing comedy in service to others? Like when no. someone comes up to you after a show and says, oh my God, that meant so much to me. Like that, you, like I finally feel like someone got me or I feel less shame about X, Y, or Z because you talked about it. Is that sort yes. of part of why you do it? I do that do now. It? I do that now where I'm like, oh, this is something that when people need to fucking know about this. This is important, but... um. I think initially, no, you just do things that will people like me if I do this, right? Yeah, I'll, I don't know. I I did I did shows all weekend. I did any joke that I do that's like not about me seems to always really fail. <laughs> like especially the first time I tell it. Like if it's about a subject, I just right. you ever write something and you're like, this is funny. I for know it's funny. To do. Yeah, like it's just like <laughs> for someone that talks about subjects yeah, outside like, themselves. Like, like I was yeah. talking about space. And like I had this whole idea about space and I'm like in the middle of telling it, I go, I don't care about my opinion on this, like <laughs> while I'm saying it out loud, well, even though I think funny. it's funny. Because then that's you. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I No, I didn't say that out loud. Maybe I should say, I don't yeah. care about, well, that was the whole idea. I don't idea. care about what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just so you guys know. You know, I'm, I'm like, listening unless it's to like you guys. A pers- yeah, sorry, go ahead. I'm, sorry, I'm listening no. to you guys talk about like your creative process and how 
it varies between the three of you, but like the the type of work that you put into it. And then going back to what Nikki was saying about going to the movie theater and wondering like, why is the audience liking this when it's so terrible? So I'm thinking and I'm, I'm wondering, maybe instead of looking at like how the audience ingests it, you look at like, well, what is TV and Hollywood putting out right now? Is it this like honest form of creativity or is it just like a formula that gets people acting like mechanical robots and reacting to it? Yeah, it's, well, there, that is a trick is like they tell you when to laugh. So, yeah. you know, either with a laugh track in sitcoms or just the way you can say something, I can deliver a line, and it if I do that, you're going to laugh a little mm-hmm. bit louder because I'm going right. like, and there's the punchline. And so they can you can learn a cadence. I just, it, I guess our, our styles kind of fit like who we are. Like Anya is just much more like she will fold a towel and like set it down gently. Like she's a slower person. So like you can do slower things that take time. Like you will, I could see you like, baking too and enjoying that process of like a slow <laughs> process whereas i'm like why would anyone ever bake any it's so you just slow. microwave all the ingredients in the box right i mean when i smoked weed i would i would always just smoke out of a pipe when people would roll joints i'm like that's like the oven of weed i'm gonna use the microwave what are you doing i like, know I, I didn't use an oven until i was like 32 years old yeah, I'm not even kidding. Maybe, maybe right, later. Right. I mean, I agree with you. I I never used an oven. I just don't like. I don't like taking a long time. And I think that's why I like comedy. It's just right away. It's funny. Like I know something funny right away because the only reason it ends up in my notebook is because it already got a laugh. Yeah. It wasn't. And I think that's the difference between you writing about space is being like I think I have an idea here. Like it didn't get a laugh initially. You were just. It was in your head being like this could be funny as opposed to. Oh, I said this to Brenna and she laughed and then I'm now I'm going to make something of it. So it are I already know it's a win. Yeah, now, I think the initial thing was funny. I did yes. say it out loud and then when I started to like expand on it and like write about it and like compare it to something else, then it just became like an analogy kind of joke. Or you try to like become another comedian. <laughs> I don't know what I, I do was doing. I do that all the time where I'm like, how would like Sam Morrill tell this joke? Or like I'm yes. watching a lot of Mark Norman. So I'm like, oh, well, that would be like if I took a <laughs> toothbrush and I stuck it up my ass. And then it's like, well, that's Juice. not the way I talk. Yeah. Comedy. Um, <laughs> but I also think that is the way you but discover what works for you that. and not. Sorry about that. Um, I was just saying everyone has influences and I swear every artist that thinks they're ripping someone off, they really aren't. Like often Matt, my partner, will be like, is this a total ripoff of whatever wise blood? you say partner or- because you're older and you don't want to say fiance or boyfriend? I'm gay. Because partner, I got to say, we got to quit partner unless you're gay. <laughs> no, I think that's data, Nick. No, I don't. It's sending the wrong. When I hear someone say, if people don't know who you are and you say partner, I'm going to assume gay. Babe, I was with you in 2010, but now I have to say no because everybody is partnered. But why don't you say boyfriend? I don't know. I can if I want, but I feel too old to say boyfriend. And fiance. That's it. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. It's an old thing. It's about feeling like you feel ridiculous. But I'm not trying to be. Don't. I'm a. Everyone knows I hate how partner. I feel about I'll trans rights. Lover. 
But I just my lover. <laughs> I love lover. If you're trying to be funny, like lover is like your tr- but partner. Unless you're working at a law firm or you're gay, like a, that is a, a way to tell people that you're a partner or, or say boyfriend if you're gay or girlfriend if you're gay. Like, but when you hear but partner, I think, I think it just confuses people because then they go, "Oh, she's avoiding saying that she's gay, but she's gay." I know, but I think is that as the sis, I'm with you. Believe your me, haircut? I don't even like partner. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just, What'd you say? Saying I'm gay? other things that make me think you're gay. <laughs> what? The blazer? Um, it couldn't yeah, be the blazer. Oh, sorry. Oh. I'm having... I'm wrecking. My boyfriend will often yes. try to imitate... Or he'll be like, I'm, I got uh, influenced by such and such band. Is this a total ripoff of, let's say, Wise Blood or something? And I'm like, I can't hear that influence at all because it's coming through your voice and your guitar so just go with it so i think if you think you're imitating mark norman i bet the results would be great and not a ripoff at all and i do think it's a good thing to do and that you shouldn't avoid ripping off someone because as long as you're not actually stealing their joke it will take you in a different direction like you know get you out of your the way that you do every single joke that you do not you but like anyone yeah all right we got to go to break we'll come back with more with my partners anya and andrew (laughs) thanks lover appreciate it oh my god you guys i'm so excited that don't tell comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on instagram reels i'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips and i always like how do you even go to these shows where are they happening well now i know because i have the information right here you can go to one of these shows don't tell comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country this isn't like a comedy club this isn't a theater these are small unique venues like on rooftops backyards art galleries if you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. If you're in the market for some new headphones because you keep losing yours, the ones you shell out hundreds of dollars for, stop doing that and just go with the JLab JBuds line. All of their products are compatible with the JLab app, so you can customize your sound to your personal preferences. They've got so many options. They've got the JBuds Mini. It's the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. They're compact. They can fit on your keychain. They're actually so small that you can sleep with them in. They come in five cute colors, mint, aqua, black, sage, and pink. I'm obsessed with them. Or there's the JBuds ANC3, which is their smallest active noise-canceling true wireless earbud. And then, if you're a sporty person, there's the JBuds Air Sport, true wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, they're sweat-proof, and they have a be-aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. What I want you to know is that JLab is now my preferred brand of earbud, and now they can be your preferred brand. All you have to do is use code Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. That's a lot, you guys. Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, 
Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. And we're back. Um, can we do a little bit of news, Anya? Or uh, Noah? Sure. Anya? You guys both have <laughs> other names it. with ah uh, at the end. Yeah, and so, uh, you know. Andrew-ah? Nikki-ah. Okay, let's go through the news oh. quickly. Here <laughs> it comes. That's not good. Nikki Yeah, you heard it here first. You said ah, you didn't say her. All right, it's the news. Welcome to the news. I'm Andrew Collin, and it's, it's Tuesday, Monday, Monday, folks. You know what that means. It's Monday. Hope you're having all this well. <laughs> Back to you, Naya. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That's did you no. guys know that when you're stressed, a dog detects the chemical changes in your body through your breath, and then the dog reflects your state of mind? So yes, dogs experience an emotional... Out contagion and mirror or reflect their owner's state of mind it's so true sometimes if i'm seeking luigi's attention and affection i will mimic being distressed because whenever i'm crying or on the verge of tears he always kind of like gets out of bed and looks at me Hmm. like even if i'm just like if i just go like like he'll he'll sense it so sometimes to get his affection i will (laughs) try to seem stressed and I'm stressed yeah. all the time, so I'm sure he's like, you know, it's it's just 
it's hard to react well, to not, something that's constant. So yeah. they're not, the, the study found that they're not really reading your body language, but when we're stressed, there's some kind of chemical um, that's excreted in our breath. And yes. the dogs sm smell that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like he can smell it from across the room. Like my change. Because I, I know that like dogs can, they, I read about their smell this morning and reading this. They have, we have um, 6 million whatever receptors on our nose and they have 300 million. And they can s smell a droplet of a substance in 20 Olympic sized swimming pools. One droplet. Whereas we could not, God. you know. So, and they That'd also, their so noses, annoying. when we smell something, air also comes in at the same time we smell, but they block off in their nose. Air and smell come from different places. So they're sucking in air in one hole and then it blocks it off and they get aroma in another. And when we breathe out, it's pushing all the air and the smell out. Whereas when they breathe out, it's circulating more back in. So they, I mean, it's insane. We don't even understand. It's so what weird that there's of. certain senses on certain animals are so much better than humans, yet, yet they can't. We dominate them. Yeah, we dominate them and they can't like write a speech. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and their I like brains taking... are made of peanuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're just so, so dumb down. But their noses are un un unbelievable. They're you better see their than noses any human. twitching around. They're like your tongue. Can you, you know? imagine your morning breath to a dog? A dog has to be like, I fucking hate you. Well, it said dogs hate. No, they love stink. Uh, oh, they, they love sense. Do you remember Nikki's air treat jokes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was in that same set, I think, where I said that when you fart, it's like giving your dog an air treat. Oh, oh so he likes the <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't think I ever said it because it grossed people out so much. But yeah, maybe that was. So a dog likes the smell of shit. Because they go into shit a lot. Well, like, oh literally. yeah, it masks their own scent, so it's good for their survival. They don't want to be smelled oh. by other predators. But Wait, this... my dog, Willa, she sometimes when I'll start crying, I'm like really ramping it up for her because I just, I know she likes licking the tears off my face. And yesterday I just let her go to town and lick my entire face because I was sobbing. Did you go like and then, wash your face immediately? Were you like grossed out? Yeah, immediately. And also, the, I think she gets jealous and can. they say that dogs can smell your pheromones because the second Matt will hug me or kiss me in the kitchen, like she just shoves her nose right into my pussy or my butthole. Whoa. Whoa. It's so weird. Depending yeah, on the and time I'm like, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm Which getting double, <laughs> double. Double troubled there. Oh yeah, my, my God. Anus, my anus opens. When yeah, happens. it is weird when you have when you copulate in front of your dog. You're gonna know when to break up with Matt when she doesn't run up to your vagina because you're gonna know that you don't feel the same way. Yeah, he's gonna be like, <laughs> it's like a Why bomb sniffing Willa dog. It's a going love down on you right now. Dog. Do you yeah. not love me anymore? <laughs> Do I not She's turn like you on dog. anymore, Willa? Smell the pussy. <laughs> yeah, apparently the dogs hate our like they mm. really resent us for deodorant and perfumes Whoa. and just That's different sprays it. yeah so you're really i mean this weekend on the girls chat i was horrified by a thread of things that got revealed about dogs can you just oh no 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 no, no. well Boundary. i'll say that one of my friends no. her dog ate her poop this weekend because she had to poop in her yard because Wait. she was locked out of a house and then her dog ate her shit. And I have to say that if my dog ate my, 
I have no problem with pooping in a yard. All that checks out. She had no other option. She was in like Colorado in the fucking boonies and she was locked out of her parents' house that had this like coat on it. <laughs> so she had to poop in the yard. The dogs ate the poop. I would say though that I would have to, I would probably not interact with Luigi for a month after that. If I knew he gobbled my shit. Because you were too turned on? Yeah, I couldn't look in the eyes <laughs> yeah. of how fucking horny I would be and jealous. I mean, talk about eating ass. Wait, I am wait, just, what? Everyone how did she... was like lighthearted about it and being like, oh, that's so funny. And I was seriously like, you need to put that dog down. <laughs> it probably will die. <laughs> all dogs I mean, depending would on do her that. diet. All dogs. But I don't care if they do it or not. Of course they, they would could. do it. But I don't, I would not keep that dog in my house afterwards. I don't know what I, I would make You're him, not going to be. You're not going to be shitting your dog regularly your... in your house. What? I just don't want his shit mouth that like <laughs> yeah, but you just my brush shit. their teeth. With what? If you're shitting in your front yard, you don't have a dog yeah, toothbrush on Yeah, but you'll still make hand. out with your boyfriend if he eats your butt. I would... Um, there, no, great I wouldn't. And my boyfriend does not do that. <laughs> I'm just okay. Well, I'm but just I saying. Absolutely like... would not. Absolutely would not. <laughs> so you would. I have a line. <laughs> But All everyone in the was, chat was just like, that's hilarious. Oh, but yeah. But you're my so dog. like anti-shaming. What is this? Like, I thought you were not into people shaming themselves. So I let my dog eat my poop when I was eight. That's different. But that <laughs> that's different because you were eight. But I oh, well, don't understand being an adult woman <laughs> that her dog ate her shit and then like i i wonder if she even let her dog back in the car with her or like no what she-, she was horrified she was like i'm disgusted with this dog i was horrified she tried to get rid of it and then i think he went for more she was like what are you doing like she she was in dire straits and she goes what did he eat <laughs> oh yeah and then she I was a protein bar <laughs> popcorn yeah, popcorn what did he what was in there? <laughs> probably, she probably ate dog food. Wait, do you think then? What I if just, she? Eats- it really tested my boundaries of like I, I when my dog eats like my dogs. First of all, I've never seen my dog eat shit. I they sniff it, but I've never seen my and I know that's a normal thing for dogs to do. I don't think my dogs are better Some than dogs your dogs, really but my dogs don't yeah. eat shit. I've never had a dog that eats shit. I've never seen it happen. I do know that they smell other dog <laughs> shit, and I do not allow them to because I heard that their nose can suck up worms, and that's but how worms. Babe, if can it get was into- yours, they would in a second. They love you. Um, they would oh, smell it and maybe try to lick to it or owner? something, but I've never seen them try to eat shit. I have to say, like, and sometimes I've been on my phone and haven't been paying attention and they're sniffing a place for a while. They don't go to eat the shit. All I know is when it happened to me, I was shocked too. Yeah. I wonder if it tastes like caviar to them. Like, it's like human shit. Like, mmm. Like, it ew. must be de- delicious to them. I have uh, no, there's no judgment on them doing it. Yeah. I'm just saying I would have a hard time letting that dog back in my home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I really would. Um, it would. All right, it'd be several story. days. Okay, several. Taylor <laughs> Swift says her new song "Antihero" confronts the things I hate about myself. In the latest "Midnight's Mayhem with Me" post, Swift said that she struggles a lot with the idea that life has become unmagi- unmanageably sized. And says that she struggles with the idea of not feeling like a person. I know. I, I would I would feel that it's nice to hear that she struggles like we all do. And she even said in this thing, so she's been doing this thing ahead of her release of Midnight's, which is coming October 21st, I believe. 
that she's been doing this thing every couple of days where she um, spins this like um, little cage of all these little ping pong balls and they each have a track number on it and then she reveals the name of the track the name of the song and to Swifties this is a huge deal just to know the name of a song because it, we just get excited about this dumb shit and then last night for the first time she did track three and it was called Antihero and then she put on a reel on Instagram that was this uh, interview she did about the song Antihero and it's about all of her insecurities and how yeah what you, what you know Noah just said it was hard to hear her say what I hate about myself because I was just like, really? I mean, I can't wait for the song to find out, but um, I'm I'm surprised. I'm glad she's putting it out there because I think everyone, no matter how perfect they are, does hate things about themselves. And also, I feel like once you get to a certain level, you're not supposed to say you hate anything about yourself, even if you do, because you're sp- setting an example for young women not to hate themselves. And I th- I've always said, fuck that. So I'm glad to hear that. Um, but I also, I like how like kind of just, she's usually so poised and every word that she picks is already pre-written. Like we've heard her do the NYU speech. We've heard her give like kind of acceptance speeches for different awards recently and it's all been very scripted. So it was nice to see this little interview with her where she was kind of just like shooting from the hip. You could tell mm-hmm. she was kind of just like, I don't know, it's just a, I really like this song and because it's very honest and I'm like, oh my God, if you're saying this song is honest, what are we going to get? I'm so excited about this album. It's all songs that she wrote in the middle of the night when she couldn't sleep. Anya, have you ever written a song in the middle of the night when you can't sleep, like woken up and been like, I have to get this song out? Oh, I wish. I've had song ideas come to me in dreams and I'll record them into a voice memo. It's been a while since I've done that. Like, a year and a half. But no, I've never written a song fully in my sleep. I have written one song called Go to Bed out of an insomnia moment, oh, but not song. actually in the middle of the night. But that's yeah. exciting. Do you think her her saying that she's human like the rest of us and struggling is also premeditated? Because she's such a savvy businesswoman. Or do you, do you Everything she does she knows what she's doing but this felt very casual to me the way she was talking felt like she was doing almost like a podcast like she didn't really know where the sentence was going to go and she was choosing great words because she's just amazing and and smart but um i really liked that she said um what was the part that was my favorite oh i was just gonna say it she said um my life has become um yeah, unmanageably sized. Instead of being like bragging, being like, it's so big. Oh, at one point she goes, and by the way, don't feel sorry for me. Please. It's not like, wah, wah. Like, don't, please, no pity. Like, she didn't want anyone. Oh, she needed good. to say that too because she's like, to hear someone complain about like, I hate my life when you're Taylor Swift, it's it's hard to hear this like And she'll get shit for even saying that, like of being like, oh, like giving like a, yes. uh, uh, like a disclosure before like, I know this is, Gonna, you know what I mean? The but way at least she did it, better. though, if you watch it, yeah. is so masterfully done, you can't be mad at her. She's just adorable. She's sweet. Um, I cannot wait for this album. I am resentful of how much she puts out and how constantly she is working and writing. And I'm just so... I, I just can't believe I she know, exists. I know. I wonder, does she have time for a relationship? I think so. She seems happy i think she i would love to see a day in her life like how she manages a day off i mean that's the stuff that's why i want to be friends with her i just want to see how she manages her life um yeah and she bakes a lot 
I know, oh and likes God. cooking and stuff, and she's just like likes decorating, and she's God. But she's not doing a million podcasts. She's not doing. There's a lot of things she's not doing where she probably has a decent amount of time for I herself. I went through three weeks without doing any podcast or doing anything, and I did not write nary a song or a joke or anything. I mean, it was just yeah. like, with a free time, I do not like free time, and I will stand by that the rest of my life. I just got three weeks of it, and I did not like it. <laughs> I do not like it. You seem like to it. do so much it. reading, and you seem to be doing a lot of stuff. Like, you, you're, you've ingested on everything. Phone, Oh, and you wanted to be off your device? No, I mean, like, I never, like, sit in a chair with an overhead light over my book. <laughs> it's it's me in bed, bundled, and 62-degree, like, my air conditioning blasting, me bundled under the covers in the dark <laughs> at 3 o'clock in the afternoon when it is beautiful, at see, like, 77 degrees, the gorgeous night. day, the <laughs> nicest day of the year, and I'm in my room in the dark with the blackout curtains drawn, Reading a book about you know but the AIDS crisis. But why is that bad? <laughs> that sounds because relatively comfortable, except for the content. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Or like I'm on Reddit, which you know might seem stupid, but it, I'm usually reading about interesting things that I care about. So I don't know because anything that feels good or feels like the act of someone who's depressed feels guilty. You know, like if oh, you're not so enjoying looks- the weather, you are a bad person. This is the nicest week right. of the year. Yeah. And you're inside? What the fuck's wrong with you? Don't like, you understand you it's do 73 during, like, what and What do you sunny? do when you have nothing to do? I know you golf, but like what do you do if there's no golfing and you you just have the afternoon and there's no podcast to do, there's no cleaning to be done, there's no cooking to be done, there's no meal prep. What the fuck do you guys do? I mean, I had a I lot of time like off. I feel like there's always something. Yeah. Like what? What what do you do, Andrew? Uh, I did buy a book. Okay, <laughs> I, so you bought so a book. I bought a book. I started reading it. It's the life of uh, Leonardo da Vinci. What made you do that? Oh, I went to a bookstore and I felt like I don't know. I missed the feeling of a book in my hand. Well, what made you choose that book? Um, because I read this guy, uh, I forget the fucking name of the author, but he wrote, uh, the Steve Jobs biography. Oh yeah. Walter Isaacson. Walter Isaacson. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. And I really like Leonardo da Vinci for the first 70 pages. And then it starts getting into the technical things of how he paints and then it and then loses you, me. you start having I, to reread every uh, paragraph. I just like a, oh, st- give me rough. a simple story. Like he went to the farm and then he moved to the big city and the big city was scary for Leonardo but he started drawing with pen and then and that's good for me and I'm like I know the story of Leonardo eventually I don't need to know like you could tell it's Leonardo by the landscape of the cloud and how the sad face I have tried to read John Steinbeck's East of Eden so many fucking times (laughs) because on the Reddit subreddit books it's always listed as the number one best book of all time what really like people love East of Eden what's wrong with it what's so hard I have to hear about the fucking geography (laughs) of the uh, you know northern California valley and the scapes and the mountains and the grasslands and the west Lens and the deltas and the it goes on so long i cannot get past the first three pages because i'm so t- i don't want to hear about clouds i don't Stop need describing to, uh, clouds yes i don't need the picture your voice your voice 
I can't stand a description of the topography in a fucking book. Uh, I don't want to hear about what the shingles on the roof look like. I don't want to hear about what the the sconces or the the um, a gate. Like if you're describing a scene, just tell me the type of yeah. house, tell me the type of neighborhood, and get on with the fucking story. By the way, make your book three fucking chapters. Get, I don't need throw fifteen in a chapters in the first four pages, and you got me hooked. <laughs> If it, oh, that's I get in it. chapter seven. Somebody's <laughs> publisher, they're like, we need 80,000 words or we're not paying you. Fuck. I am tired of people recommending books that make them seem smart. Stop it. Just tell me what you actually like to read, which is something that actually was written recently and does not describe a bucolic field or like seascape. I'm so tired. Every book reads like the old man in the sea. And I know that's a no, great that's book, an but easy I'll book never to read. That's it. actually an easy book to read. I don't want to read I've read that one. Anymore. That one's actually easy, though. That one's okay. like 80 pages. <laughs> Final thought. You could do that one. He catches the fish. Um, let's do a quick with top one, bottom one. Um, this category today <laughs> is old technology. Old technology. Uh, top one, bottom one. Let's start with bottom. Worst old technology. Andrew. Oh, wait, I, I thought we were going to start. Okay. Uh, Eric, Anya, you go first. Sorry. Uh, old technology. Speak and oh. spell? <laughs> yes, that was... A boring thing but it was kind of like the you don't like it i don't know i couldn't think of one it was cool for the time but they could have done better couldn't they have i mean yes. it was just a little boring and it took forever but it was radical i liked the, the handle on it though that you could walk around with it and I don't know what that is. yeah you type in things and then it went to, it was pretty much like my robot voice oh yeah um noah that. your least favorite um the palm pilot guys remember that oh yeah. yeah fuck the palm pilot yeah i never had one sideways did that open sideways no that up? one was that was cool though the side had like kick. a pen that would yeah. go the palm pilot had a pen it was for like people that thought they were pilot. doing business it was Everyone so expensive do their best, um not worth sound it. of someone typing on a palm pilot on a palm pilot yeah with like your mouth that's good Okay, that was not great. That sounded like a typewriter. No, no, it was just okay, funny. Here's one. That's funny. Sounds like a mouse eating <laughs> oh, that's a little really mouse's good. vagina. <laughs> <laughs> a mouse who's in love, <laughs> smelling another mouse. Okay. Sounded like that dog eating. Yeah, that palm pilots. I never used them, but um, they they were recently like became extinct. I think just recently it was like the last palm pilot or not palm pilot. Um, Did you ever have blackberry? Blackberry is the one that I was thinking. Is blackberry done? Wow. My uh, uncle Dennis Blackberry is a little clickier. Oh, that maybe that's what I was doing the impression of. Um, that makes sense now. Um, <laughs> my least favorite old technology because I googled old technology just to see Same. a list, and this is one I learned about just now, and it is by far the worst. It's called the bathing machine. The bathing machine was a device popular from the 18th century until the early 20th century. It would allow people to change into their swimwear while on the beach. So women would go in, they would take off their petticoats and their dresses and everything, and then they would change into their swimwear, which was essentially like a onesie a giant onesie uh, still very covered up and then because it was so embarrassing to like walk into the water the the thing would then this big you know outhouse type thing would be rolled into the sea 
and then you would get out of it in the sea and then it would come back onto the sh- the um what sand the hell? just all because about um to women's hide women's nude. bodies yeah. and, and men were allowed to swim nude <laughs> and women had to get in this fucking bathing machine they needed like a submarine essentially yes i mean how much would something like that cost back then you'd pay that seems extremely expensive well it was like every beach had one you know what I mean? Beaches were very crowded back in the day, especially like in the Northeast and stuff. Yeah. There were like thousands of people on the beach. Because it was like hot, no AC. Yeah. And there was nothing to do. Yeah. You know, there was no TikTok. I there- love that. I love when you, when one time when I was at J- Daniel Boone's home, like touring it with my parents on some kind of road trip, the woman was like, well, Daniel Boone didn't have Nintendo. Now did he? He didn't have TV. So she went through every technology he didn't have yeah. to really like drive it home. We were like, okay, we get it. Well, fucking, I did a I did a report on Daniel, but that's so weird. Daniel that's... Boone. Like where you, remember you'd pretend to be, did you ever have to do something where you had to be frozen all day as that character? No. Oh. <laughs> that's so weird. Can you imagine? What did he frozen? Maybe it was cosplay that my pedophile mm. uncle made me and do. And just but, like this, like frozen and dying. Yeah, no, I did. I had to wear one of those, the raccoon hats or whatever. Oh, that's cool. And I was Daniel that's Boone cute. for a day. You should do comedy. He, what like, did he but do? you were frozen? Didn't he f- fight in Texas? Yeah, you just had to stand I there. I he was a frontiersman, I believe. I don't really remember i know he didn't play t- nintendo my bottom one i know it's it, at the time it was great but it wasn't that the tape player i guess at the time was great but now like it, vcr no like tapes like uh yeah i just i just that, remember they're so cute now how like, like retro. how like um because i w- didn't take care of my things i o- wouldn't put always in the, get the tape the shit would always come out and i'd have to rewind it in with a pencil and i never did it well and then the music wouldn't sound good and then yes. you'd have to go through 15 songs to find one song because it was it hard didn't tell to you. figure out where you were in a tape yeah but I you agree. know what i do like about a tape player i do like i miss the sound of plastic closing like oh, that yes like that just that mm, like just, just machines that, yeah. working or like even a a, a, a a multiple disc player, like an old CD player that would do like five, it'd be like. <laughs> what is this, Eminem? It was so good. Yeah, yeah no, It was no, so I crunchy know. and satisfying. Oh, it's so crunchy. Remember when you go in our, remember, when we go into the old theaters and they have those like, I mean, that's before our time, but like to, you had to be really strong to like work in electronics and everything like was like. Well, theaters, what do you so, mean? Like the big metal, like like bars, like the, the like projector. Fuck, pluck, fuck with the lights and everything. Oh, you never seen that in no. the back of the theaters, like no. the old school. I think it's like, just things some to pimpled do to, teenager pressing play. That's what it was. Are you talking before, about like for theatrical productions or for films? Theatrical productions. Oh, oh. yeah, he's talking about like lights and the whole. The, and it's all like clanking, just like. Freaking, yeah. I don't know. I do everything. Sounds. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Everything's quiet now. Everything's silent. I do like keyboard sounds though. Mm, satisfying. Can you? All try- right. Oh yeah, top one. Top I one. I want to switch my answers now. I think speak and spell was the top thing ever, and the, my worst oh, thing wow. is disposable cameras. But it. I can't disposable decide cameras. if I'm not still. Oh, I liked those. Remember? Oh, I love the wind. The sound Me of the too. wind. Yeah. And the sound of the like. Oh yeah. When you would turn on the flash, it'd go like. Oh, where you'd hold it down. It would down. be like a high pierced sound that your dog could Nikki, only hear. you're so good at these things. Cl- I forgot about that. 
And the click when you hit the thing, it's like that's oh, the picture. The and then you, you would only you would see it like the number when you didn't yes. when you had like four left. But uh, that last sometimes you would be like, do I have one left? Yeah, and and you wouldn't winding. know. Yes. Oh, and then you would know when it wouldn't stop winding. And then you bring it, it to over. fucking like Walgreens, and then a week later you had your memories in a fucking envelope. And it, it was about three good pictures, and the rest yeah. were just nightmares. Trash. Just like look, like you were taking pictures of space. It's the yeah, every photo back then is your us purse. trying to take a photo of the moon now with our phones. It's oh my like, god! Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I got one? nostalgic I for it because uh, I saw a picture of Kate Moss and Pete Doherty or Doherty or however you say his name from the Libertines, and they were walking around like 15 years ago, and she's clutching a packet of cigarettes and a digital camera or a disposable camera. So not 90s. It was probably no. 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah oh, that, that's like, right. Yeah, not fifty. I know. I everything we have to. You have to update all of like. I, I recently realized I had to update my like ten years ago. I need to just go. Well, it's it's probably fifteen. <laughs> yeah, and now yeah, my fifteen is yeah. now twenty. About every so often, you got to make that update. You know what makes me so angry is when people go. Do you know that 1945 was closer to 1980 than we are now? And I'm yes. like, fuck you, dude. It, I don't got that. Makes me because feel it does like blow I'm your mind. Die tomorrow. I know. I know. I know. That really bothers me too. I I, I thought you were gonna say like, who cares? But the thing is, no, it's it really hurt. significant. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 1945 is closer to no, 19, no, no, no. Just an example, like, but um, like Woodstock was closer to 19, like. There, there's things that like 1969 was closer to. I forget. So 1980 like, than today would be to 19. So whatever, yeah, obviously, whatever, whatever. 1980 minus 40 years. Like <laughs> that's the the point is in the 90s you would look at the 60s like whoa way back then, but now the 90s are what the 60s were to that time oh, to yes. us, yeah, and it's like it's oh crazy. my god, I, the 60s and the 90s was like a century ago, and now the 90s. To us, or if you're like learning it was about yesterday. World War II in the '90s, that would be about like kids learning about uh, the first Iraqi War now. Yes. like that's how. That's yeah. fucking weird. Anyways, all right. Um, my number one yeah. thing is the high school or middle school or you know whatever school um, projector screen. You hated that or I loved, loved it? it. Yeah, loved it's nice. It. They'd roll that out. The lights would come down. I would get ASMR. I would almost fall asleep every single time. I would be having to fight sleeping the entire time. But then the pens would come out. And sometimes the pens would oh, be terrible. Yes. But when there was a fresh batch of pens and the way they would write on that thing and the way that you could watch your teacher's handwriting, which was very exciting, there yes. is just something so soothing about that. I miss it so much. And yeah, that was my probably favorite technology. A lot of times when that came out, that's probably going to be a substitute teacher and you know you don't have to fucking listen or really do uh, anything. Yeah, because they can't call on you in the dark. It's like yes. you're protected in the dark. No one's going to bully you in the dark. Like It's, it's it was you just, in your room when it's 70 degrees yes, off looking at Reddit. I like when it would get dark <laughs> in a room and then the projector and then the sound of the pens. It was all very ASMR. Compared to chalk too. I mean, oh, I love chalk though. I oh. like. I was a lefty. I'd get chalk on my hand. You know, yeah, I just like you were a, a gymnast. Yeah, like a little. Gymnast. <laughs> it's like a little gymnast at the never. I uh, my top one would be. Um, I I think home phone when we ha just had home phones, because then you could get away. You could just say, "Hey, I wasn't home." Like, sorry, couldn't talk. Like there was yeah. the easiest excuse ever yes. to get out of anything. But if you, I was thinking about that. You wouldn't give up how convenient it is to get in touch with someone now for the 
Ugh. ability to not to, to dodge someone and was, there was answering machines i was also thinking i go did more stalkers drive by your house because yes. to check to see if you were home yes but then Probably. they can oh, find totally. you now pretty easy too because everything's so connected yeah so what's scarier the fact that they could get to you now because your location's everywhere or back then when they could just drive by your house. You know what I mean? Or like, when they had to drive by your house. Yeah, when they had to drive by now, your house. Now they can just tap into your ring camera. <laughs> um, Noah, real quick, what's your fave? My favorite is actually uh, Andrew's Bottom, which is the tape recorder. The like, Especially when it became portable. Because my oh, friend yeah. and I, we would take that thing everywhere. And we would record these like documentaries. And then oh. every year we would go back and listen to them and like hear how tiny our voices sounded and just remember conspiracies from school or we would pretend to do talk shows on them and stuff. (laughs) So you're podcasting. Wow. Yeah. You were podcasting. Yeah. Early broadcaster. Oh my God. Do you have those? You got to play them. I mean, I I have them, but I don't have a tape player. Can't find a tape player anywhere. Um, the, my favorite toy as a kid, it reminded me of that was the yak back. And you could talk into it, yeah. and then it would do oh, yeah. it backwards. And you could learn how to say things backwards, and then you would say it backwards, and then play backwards, and it would sound. I still know how to say my name backwards. Reslagigan. <laughs> Reslagigan. Reslagigan. Did that person become a millionaire? You think that did the yak, yak back? back? Yeah. No, because they're not still around. Yeah. What a weird invention. They were awesome. Like I'm sure there's huge. some kind of app that does the same thing, but they were so fun. I never heard of the yak back. This is Res Laggykin signing off. <laughs> uh, Can you, you do so our names? Here. Can you just no? From, because you would oh. have to. It's 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 not just like reading them backwards. You know, it's like the sound. Any Aranya. Nilak. <laughs> Wait, is that yours? <laughs> I just made it up. <laughs> sounds like I mean, an episode I bet of Twin it Peaks. Is. That sounds pretty close. Nilak I think there's someone that can actually. Nilak were. Ja. Because Colin, if you're taking Colin, Klingon, it would be. Nilak. N- that's how you say it backwards if you're reading it backwards. Oh. But the sound is a oh. lot different than what you would be reading. Because Reslag is not. Reslagigan. It was something. It's, it sounds like an <laughs> alien talking. It's so weird. All right, we got to go. Thank you guys for listening to the show. We'll be back tomorrow with more show. We're back, baby. We're back. Thank you so much, Anya, for being here. Uh, don't be cool. And Jack Sparrow. <laughs> you're doing Jack backwards? Back, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring a performance by john batiste the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 is an suv designed to help every passenger feel just right be the first to see it march 20th at 7 p.m eastern only on iHeartRadio's youtube channel save the date at new-qx80.com don't miss it 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. 
That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.